0: Welcome into the Dad Verb podcast, where you chat about parenting from the lens of a dad. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined by Andrew Saunders and Ben Brown. Uh, this week's episode, we're gonna be chatting about uh making friends as, as an adult and as a new parent. Uh navigating that space uh has proven difficult for some of us, me uh, particularly. Uh, And we'll open up that conversation and we're going to move on to the importance of self-care for dads. And then we're going to wrap it up with uh, some Discord comments and then a five-star review. That and more on this episode. Let's kick it off with our sick check. How are we doing health-wise, gentlemen? Uh, Is the streak up to uh, three weeks now, or sorry, a few weeks now. I don't even know where we're at right now. But I'm healthy. We're doing okay. How are you guys doing? I'm I'm healthy. We're all healthy.
1: I think our yeah. guests keep ruining it for us. That's yeah, the...
2: <laughs> everybody's good in our household. Uh, we've That's got good. a teething baby still, but yeah, everybody's uh, mm-hmm. disease free at the moment. Hey go. man, love, you know, to we hear start... it. love to hear it. I'll I'll, I'll save
1: it for wins. <laughs> all right. Well, well uh, you said teething and my brain went, Oh yeah. Hey. And then we have a whole <laughs> section for that. So,
0: well, uh, guys, uh, just as a heads up, uh, I'm probably going to be talking over some of these guys a little bit cause, uh, I've been having some lag issues recently. So, uh, just as a heads up, if, uh, I'm talking over some of my co-hosts here, I apologize for that, uh, for that delay, but uh, we're going to do our best to uh, keep it smooth for all the listeners out there. Uh, but real quick, just want to, uh, Thank you all for continuing to listen cuz we are coming up on 10,000 downloads. Uh we are uh, just a couple hundred shy of that. Andrew, do you want to do you want to like quickly run through some of these numbers for us cuz this is a it's kind of cool I, just having zero expectations. I can. This is great. I can.
1: So, uh purely talking about downloads, not all of you wonderful viewers on YouTube, um almost 25% of our listeners are overseas so germany's coming in at 129 downloads since we started go go germany australia on 340 the united kingdom at 570 and our friends to the great white north they're at 733 downloads of our almost 10,000. so thanks for being the better part of 20 25 percent i guess I don't, let's
0: go it doesn't dude. seem like
1: it adds up but when you run the when you run the percentages it works
0: Dude, um, this is uh this is anyway. awesome. I remember yeah, so. I, like it was I think like the first episodes we randomly were like trending up in Brazil. Uh <laughs> I think that's gone away. Uh but, but uh hey, it's it's cool no, to see they these numbers. Other. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, no. I'm uh I'm happy to see uh these 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 numbers this is really cool. Really having um really no expectations to have people tuning in, listening. Uh this is great. This is really great. Well, guys, um let's uh do we do we have any wins or 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 woes for this week of no i i honestly don't really have anything it's it's been really chill uh i can confirm a pokemon insert of the day uh i am holding up a booster uh there's 50 booster packs um boo Stir packs, uh these Pokemon cards I'll be giving away for Halloween. I'm really excited to make some kids' days, man, last year they were swarming me, so uh, I'm going to get a couple <laughs> of these things, but uh, to give away for Halloween, but you know me, I got to be giving away the Pokemon cards for her for Halloween, so uh yeah, that's my win. being able to snag that because it was kind of hard awesome. to find. It's that. a good tradition. <laughs> what about you guys? Did
1: we lose him? He's like
0: frozen now. We might have Oh, am I frozen? So Ben, do you oh, have any wins? He He's back. Do you have any wins for the
1: <laughs> week while Andrew's, uh, you know, taking a break in the great white yeah, board yeah. there? So
2: uh we definitely have some woes in our household. So our son just turned three. Um, so we are deep in the uh our three major years where he is asserting his his independence and um you know, everything is no, everything is an argument, everything is is a bit of a power struggle. Um so it's been it's been a Stressful couple of months in our household. Um, it, you know, the flip side of that though is like, as challenging as he is, it's also really fun to watch him growing into like this little boy. Right? He asks super interesting questions. He comes out with stuff that like we're not teaching him. Um, so obviously, like he's learning. He's picking things up out in the world, and then he's bringing that back home. Uh, and then the other stuff is he's uh, you know, definitely. A reflection of the things we say and do around him, uh, which is really interesting to see those things come back at you, especially like disciplinary tactics, like we have this thing where I always say he has you know I'll give him multiple options, and I say, you know, all right, but you have two options you can do this or you can do this and uh the other night at bedtime he he wanted me to sit on the floor while he fell asleep instead of lay in his bed, and he decided to uh I said no, I wasn't going to do that. And he rolled over and looked me dead in the face and said, Daddy, you have two options. You can sit on the floor or you can go. <laughs> I was like, "I was like, wow. excuse me? And he goes, Daddy, you have two options. You, and he like slowed it down for me like I was stupid and I didn't understand. He's like, you have two options. You can either sit on the floor or you can leave my room. And I was like. I guess I'm going to go then. I will. uh, I'll see you in the morning. You don't win this one. No, I left and I talked to my wife and I was like, so that's what that sounds like coming from me, huh? And she's (laughs) like, yeah, that's exactly what that sounds like. I was like, wow, maybe I need to find a different way to do this. So it's cool watching him learn, but man, he, he picked up a lot of stuff real fast. That is uh, coming back to bite me a bit. Is he throwing a curse word at you yet? you know oh all the time one of
1: those oh, okay he, he picked <laughs>
2: up all my road rage uh when he was younger he his first <laughs> f word was before he turned two all
1: right i'm waiting yeah, for you get my pretty heated to just on throw one at me
2: uh yes so i've calmed it down uh quite a bit but yes i used to i i have uh I have worked on my road rage in my old age, <laughs> but yes, I get very fired up when driving around at the stupidity that happens around me. Ben's working <laughs> on Georgia's breathing technique. That's... Oh, yeah. Oh, right, I've got yeah. all my, my goose <laughs> for bars and my breathing techniques happening every time I drive. <laughs> nice, nice. So let's get
0: into uh, our, our first talking point here. And it's something that I am uh, like quite passionate about because it's something that we struggled with early on, especially with our first. And that's making friends as a new parent, as an adult in general, Uh, because I feel like the friends that I had before kids were different from the ones that I had after kids. It, it, It felt like two separate lives. You know, when we started having kids, I feel like we were probably among the first of our kind of friend group, I guess you could say, that started having kids. And there's like no you know, bad blood or anything like that with friends, it's just a different life. And you kind of start to pull away and start to lose some of those friends and, and, and those relationships that you had before, just because they don't really, I guess, understand your scheduling, your new life, your, you know, and and the things that are going on with you, how you can't just kind of drop things on a dime and then just go out, you know? Uh, And, you know, the structure of your life is different (laughs) and it's not fully understood. And it kind of makes it hard to then, you know, make new friends. And, and, but that is such a, uh, a heavy part of your personal mental health and, and who you are as, you know, as a person, because you're, 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 you're a product of your environment, right? And when your environment is just like you, baby and wife, it's, you know, it's just, it's very limited. It's very hard. And you start to kind of like, you know, have this like roommate syndrome where you're just kind of like start nagging at each other. Right. Uh. And that social element is extremely important, but it's also difficult to like find those those friends. So I, I want to ask you guys, pose that question to you. How did you navigate that? How did you kind of, you know, find new friends, new, new parent friends? Were they the same as before? Were they different as before? How did you navigate this, this kind of complex social world? So, I mean, I kind of lucked into the fact that I
1: moved to Utah as an adult. So, I had no friends when I got here, and I had to make all new friends as an adult. So, I kind of had an established adult single life friend group, right? And we all, for the most part, got married, had kids within seven years of each other right i mean like Mm -hmm. i'm the older on the older end of that group but like you were saying my buddy who's a couple years older than me still single he'll call me up like hey you want to go to the bar like no I cannot meet you at the bar on a Tuesday for four hours to have six beers. Like, I, I'm sorry, this isn't exactly. a state where I can bring a two-year-old into a bar. If it was, I might be like, sure, me and the kid are coming to the bar. I'll have a beer and sit and chat with you while she makes googly eyes at you. But, um, you know, that's he doesn't get it. And he, he feels like, well, we're drifting apart as friends or you're never available. And it's like, dude, I have a yeah. kid. Like, uh, yeah. You want to go drink at the bar, and I'm sitting here covered in someone else's vomit, feces, and formula, right? And yeah. like, I'm just going, "Where's a shower?" That's
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's they just don't understand like how difficult it is. It's hard for them to like put themselves in your shoes, right? And, but why should they? You know, of course they're not going to understand. Right. So it's that's what's difficult. I mean, it's like no. that.
1: That being said, it, it wasn't. As hard as I thought it would be to make new friends as an adult, but I had to make sure I utilized the tools that I were available to me. Right. So like it was big to go do like I used Meetup a lot. Right. Hey, I, I want to go hiking this weekend. Who's doing hikes? Do I like yeah. any of the five people that showed up on the hike? Are we going to exchange information? Right. Um, I joined a book club. I joined a writing club. Like these are things that I don't do anymore, but it was like, I have to get out there and meet other adults that are doing things I enjoy. And like, I, and I basically assembled a friend group by picking my favorite humans from these weird little events that I went to, if that makes any sense.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Ben. Yeah. So, I mean, I definitely think it's, um, I, I think the the hardest thing about this, right, is when you become a parent, you're, your priorities shift drastically. Like, I I feel like my priorities really came into focus where at the center of that are my kids and my family. Like that, that's absolutely number one. So there's a lot of stuff that I say no to so that I can say yes to more things with them. So, you know, going out with friends, doing this, doing that. Now, that being said, I think that My wife and I are very fortunate in that we've been in the city that we're in for probably almost 15 years now, 14, 15 years. We moved right out of college. Um, So I think it's actually 14 this year. Um, The group of friends that we have, we met very early on when we moved to the city. Um, And actually, even some of our friends from college ended up in the same city. So we've all kind of evolved to a very similar place where a lot of us like, had kids around the same size, like around the same age, or um, you know, we we've got kids that are all anywhere between like seven months and maybe eight years old, right? So it's a pretty broad swath, but it makes it much easier having that sort of built-in parenting friend group because they all had kids around the same age as us. They all understand it. We all trust each other with each other's kids, so it makes it a lot easier for us to hang out in that group. And I think that's one of the challenges, right? Is like being in a friend group, especially with people who do not have kids, is it's harder to enjoy that event because you're still completely responsible for your own children, right? Whereas if you go to a place where all of your friends are are also parents and have kids around the same age, everybody kind of communally parents each other's kids where it's like, we all have similar parenting styles. So like, Somebody will take a turn in the playroom with all the kids, and just go okay for the next thirty minutes. Like so and so is going to be up there in the playroom, and then they come down, and somebody else switches out. Um, we all have free reign to like discipline each other's children <laughs> to a degree, so it makes it a much more relaxed environment for everybody to be able to enjoy their time.
0: That was um, actually really interesting. I feel like, like that's
2: something that's hard to build out
0: the the comfort of disciplining other kids, um, other. Your yeah other ki- your your friends' kids. That's like a tricky yeah. thing. Like I always felt like <laughs> yeah. awkward about that. <laughs> yeah. But like luckily we built. Um, I I think we're we're in a good place with that. But I, my wife is here right now, Hi. uh and I just I this was something that we really Hi. did struggle with early on. So this is Katie, guys. <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, this is my wife. Hi. And um, I just <laughs> real quick when we first had Henry,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it was we really felt like alone on an island like even like your parents like it felt like a like a, like we would burden them if we were like asked for help or just like well, yeah, in I, the
2: neighborhood like the community we lived in just yeah nobody was in the same phase of life that we were in that,
0: that was hard. everyone was like in their 40s yeah didn't know? have
2: little kids i remember our first halloween there we got one trick-or-treater like they're just worse. Oh, yeah, I remember
0: that that was so sad
2: everybody was in you know, nobody was in our phase of life.
0: Yeah. And that was a really
2: right around us. So that was hard. Or like I would have friends, but they'd live a little bit farther away. And you maybe weren't necessarily friends with their husbands. So yeah. we didn't do a lot of things as like,
0: yeah, as like couples or like couples. that. And I feel like there were not too many times, but I feel like we would kind of like, get a little like chippy about that a couple times Oh yeah Yeah, like it was it was a strenuous thing and honestly (laughs) it wasn't until we moved to where we are now where it felt like i don't know it felt like our our lives kind of like picked up and it was truly like healthy for not just our family excuse me uh but like just i don't know like um it felt i don't know how to describe it um yeah it was it was very helpful for a marriage to, kind to have of kind of that social element right oh, go ahead ben
1: well to have yeah. the the couple you can go out with right the the yeah. co-parent
0: parent group
2: <laughs> huge
0: yeah yeah It's it's yeah. it's big and it's hard because like it's very hard to find couples that you are like you would go on a, on a trip with right i i feel like right. there's maybe only mm-hmm. like one or two And I feel like we're we're lucky to even have that because I feel like there's so many, you know, couples out there, parents out there who like don't even have like that one trusted like, you know, friend that they can. You you have the friend
1: you can spend four hours with the friend you can spend eight hours with and the friend you can be like, we're going away for a week. It'll be fine. Like my kids, problem, you yell at them. Mm. I'll yell at your kids. We're all good. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. But there's also the people who are like, no,
0: like two and a half hours. We're done. Like, long dinner i'm out <laughs> yeah. yeah and there's there's a lot of those you know where you just kind of like do it and nope. it, it, like the fr- the kids are friendly but like i don't really need to hang out with his dad you know it's just like whatever so there's a handful of that but um anyway well it makes yeah. us both think, happier like i think for our you situation friend, too it's like go ahead no go ahead
2: yeah so like with our situation why. too like we had um you know we had our our built-in friend group and then we're very fortunate, like the neighborhood we move to, we are also surrounded by people that we get along with really well. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, the majority of the people around us, it's like, they're essentially extended family, like we're at dinner at each other's houses pretty regularly, like we're throwing a cookout, there's a core group of people that always get invited if our neighbors are, you know, having a pool party, or they're just like, hey, we're just hanging out in the backyard, you want to come over? Um, Like that's a regular thing where they're just like, Hey, we're having drinks on the back patio. And like, for Mm -hmm. us, it's, it's convenient as parents because we can put our kids down. We can see them on the monitors from this neighbor's house. So like, if we decide to walk over and have a drink and hang out, we can still see the kids. We know they're safe and -hmm. we don't have to get a sitter. And I think that's also one of like the biggest challenges of making friends as an adult. It's especially once you have kids, there's kids are so much overhead with like going out, like if somebody hosts an adults only anything, it's like, all right, I got to get a sitter or ask a friend or ask a family member or do this and then pay them and all these other things. And eventually it becomes like, you know what, I'm just going to stay home. You're so expensive. (laughs) Like, I'm just going to stay home at that point and save myself, you know, $300 in extra expenses to go to some random dinner.
0: S- yes. no, seriously yeah we're, we're literally it's gonna happen to us on on thursday we're like we we, we had to do the whole thing it's a, a night out it's not just the movie and like a dinner anymore it's like there's so much more preparation and logistics and who's gonna find the sitter and what and you know, who's the plan b if a sitter goes you know it's like i'm sick now it's like okay we I have to fall back and you know then there's you know how much we got to pay him and all that uh but then it also another thing about us is that we aren't i would say that we're not the most like uh proactive about like hey let, let's let's plan this let's do that right mm-hmm. and um it, luckily we do have friends that kind of push us out of our comfort zone and invite us to things that we would otherwise just be like oh, we're, let's just stay home and like watch something mm-hmm. you know i, I i'm actually <laughs> grateful for those people to actually like invite us to stuff because mm-hmm. we need we need that it's, yes, it's healthy we for do. us because if we didn't have that we would honestly just kind of just hang and just sit, mm-hmm. uh, and, but I, I. And while that is relaxing in the moment, I think in the long term, our long term health, uh, our relationship, I think it it, it wouldn't, it, it would be it would be strained. Oh we yeah, not we're happier had. because of it. Exactly, exactly. So. so. So what you're saying is
1: we need to get you tickets to the theater, like season tickets. So every month you have to go see another bad community production and actually oh get out of the God. house. As a trigger. Like, <laughs> hey, you're going to go see Les Miserables without any of the murder. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. It's made by teenagers. That's so so just so that you have date night.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'll let you go. But thanks for. Nice to meet you guys. Nice, <laughs> yeah, to, yeah, meet nice you. to meet you. Anywho. Um yeah man it's uh I mean, it's a it's a fun topic. You know what the the best part
1: for me the best part about our friend group who has kids and developing those relationship is we all have the same understanding like everyone I socialize with who has kids understands that if they don't parent their children I will. Mm-hmm. And if they don't like how I do it then they need to actually do it. And yeah. that goes vice versa right if i'm not paying attention to my kid they are free to parent them how they are parenting and i am not going to get mad about it because i wasn't paying attention and that's at actually moment x y or z and that's so important in the, my opinion to the adult parent friendship relationship like so, uh,
0: that level of trust i think everyone has such a different take on that you know like because yeah that that's a that's a tricky one like i am okay if my kids step out of line for our friends, to just kind of like, hey, Henry, you know, t- to discipline them as needed, like not like lay a hand on them or anything like that. But right. I feel like that's also a tricky thing. I feel like it, in today's world, like some parents are just like, no, you don't do that. That's my thing. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I'm still of the, I guess, old traditional mindset that like you can help each other keep, keep people accountable as opposed to just it, like they'll figure it, it out. It, really it takes a village. It really does. It, it takes it a really village. Does. And if
1: you're not willing to to trust the other elders in your
0: village why are you in that village with them like right right so uh uh, so i i do want to talk about like tactically though you know if if you are in a situation that i was in a couple years ago and you're like hey like what you know i i am i am craving friendship like it's something like i i love my family but i need more you know i need more Uh, luckily as guys i feel like we tend to um yeah, go about our hobbies a little bit more frequently whether that's working out or whatever um but if, if truly like you know you don't feel like you're in a in, a, in the right community you know it, it, first embracing I, the hobby I just
1: had this like you just said as guys and my brain immediately went to yeah we're all solo hobos like we're perfectly fine <laughs> on a train with our bag for months on an end like just yeah i don't know nobody man it's all good. Yeah, dude. And then there's I like mean, that one day when you're like, I just want a hug, damn it.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> dude. <laughs> but I, I would say, you know, if it's if it's cars, if it's music, if it's photography, finding those Facebook groups that cater to the same hobbies and then like actually basically getting out and then meeting with them to indulge, indulge in the hobbies. I talk okay. about this roughly briefly in the course, but for me, it's competitive Pokemon. Uh, you know, I get out there to these card shops with just, just weird people. They're just weird people. Uh, but they've become my friends. You know, they're just, I've just, uh, you know, and, and, and they're I, like, uh... they're
1: your,
2: they're your kind of weird. People.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: They're your weird people. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody's they are and... weird. They like they're your weirdos.
0: Exactly. And it makes me happy. You know, it's, it's that time that I, you know, that that I can, you know, break away. And I think scheduling that time, we talk, uh, we talked about it with, uh, with George in in the last episode, but like being intentional about time, we talk about that, doing, doing that at home, but doing that, you know, uh, I've talked about like having a a Google content, uh, a a content calendar, sorry, that's, that's work, uh, a Google calendar for for the family. (laughs) And we'll block out like, like tonight, like Katie was in her Pilates things because she goes, leading up to recording i was with the kids i did dinner and 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 the whole shablam while she was at pilates and then she came back and then we trade off i record and then she finishes the night with with cleaning and stuff like that so like but that's on the calendar right she schedules that so she can go be with her friends and do her thing um and because that's Mm -hmm. her hobby i have the same thing and i think it's important that we don't lose sight of that yeah i I think
1: for guy sorry but no, no, go ahead. Uh, I say I think one of the other pieces that, as adults, we forget is there's a lot of fear around meeting a new person based purely on like the rejection of meeting a new human, right? Yes. Because at this point, we've all been rejected multiple times by people, and one of the things that I found was if you use an app like Meetup or you do Google Events or you do like the, the cooking classes at your local sur table or right whatever you do everybody who shows up at those events is there to socialize so mm-hmm. they don't reject you right now you right. walk in and you're a complete jerk you you'll get rejected quickly but as long as you're open to the experience most people are fairly accepting and fairly willing to be like hey yeah come join us let's do this thing and It might not be your crowd. You don't have to show up the next week, but you need to just dive past that initial fear of like, what if this group of people doesn't like me? Because again, in my experience, 95% of the time they just accepted you and you either kept going because you liked it or you were like, eh, hiking up a mountain every Saturday isn't my thing. Sorry. You guys are great, but it's not my activity, right? I'm going to go play Pokemon with Andrew.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the truth is most people care more about themselves than they do about you, right? The majority right, of people, right. they're they're in their own heads, doing their own thing. Most people don't even acknowledge your existence. So like being afraid that they're going to reject you uh, is once you realize like kind of it does feel terrible to be to be rejected. But once you realize it's kind of a silly fear, because most other people are probably also worried about being rejected in some way, shape, or form, or they just don't care enough to reject you anyways, which that's fine. Um, I know like for for us, one of the things we've been trying to do more of is we do have a great friend circle and a great neighbor circle, but to expand that for our kids a little bit more. So like our kids, um, you know, our son is in daycare we ask him actively about the kids he plays with the most. So like, Mm -hmm. who are your friends at school? What do you do? What do you like about them? Um, and then we try to, you know, meet their parents meet up with them. Um, like he just kind of started doing like play dates with friends, right? So we ask him like, all right, who's your friend at school? What do you do? What do you like about them? Have that conversation and then we'll, you know, kind of find one of those parents at a shared birthday party or whatever it is, meet them, kind of have a conversation, see, you know, do we get along? Is it just small talk? Is it too uncomfortable? Um kind of how do we feel about that? And then from there it's like either you just leave it at your a daycare parent that we happen to see every now and then or you exchange numbers and then that's where you know, play dates start to happen, and you start to do like dinners together and all that. And you kind of build a real friendship out of your kids just occupying the same physical space. Yeah, um, yeah. I,
0: I think um, that's what we've learned that, you know, a lot of our friends, well, it's like, we do not even have to work for it sometimes, because it's just like, it, it's it's my kids who are like, Hey, I like this kid. And then, and then they it's like through Henry, he introduces me to the mom and dad of, of his friend. I'm like, Hey, what's up? And, you know, uh, I feel like your kids start to become kind of that, um, that, uh, that catalyst for (laughs) opening up new conversations. Uh, But Ben, you, when we were in Vegas, you you had a funny little interact, little interaction with Mm -hmm. the opposite, right? Dealing with a parent that it's like. I, man you're not like i don't know that we're gonna be best friends here we are not gonna uh, like each other <laughs> <how>? <laughs> you are not in my tribe can no. you can you like oh uh, na- uh, how, explain how you navigated that
2: um if you, i mean you don't know because it, it's just not it's not well it's not like in a mature fashion, I'm sure, that I, yeah, how yeah. I'd want to represent myself. Um, but, but here's the thing he it's just like,
1: swiped block, right? He's like, like swipe, block, done.
2: Yeah. You're just, you're not going to vibe with everybody, right? Like yeah. some people, you just, it, it just doesn't work for you. And you have to be okay with that. I'm just like, you know, I can, I can deal with this person in large groups and, in. in group gatherings, but maybe one-on-one isn't really for us because we just don't mesh. And I think that's okay. And I think that everybody's worried about being that person that nobody meshes with, Mm -hmm. but it's like, you know, nine times out of 10, people can find some sort of common ground. Um, But it's just finding that common ground that can, that can be a challenge. It can be really scary, but you know, like you said, Andrew, it got me thinking that like all the friends that we have in this area Were met through somebody else, somebody we worked with, somebody who had we had some sort of like professional or non friendship acquaintanceship with. Right, we weren't friends at first, but once we met that person, they introduced us to someone else, who introduced us to someone else, and now we have people who have been in our wedding and you know are the closest people in our lives. I think we discount our kids from being mature enough to be the catalyst for adult friendships, right? We think our kid doesn't know enough or perceive enough to be the reason that we end up with friends, end up with a larger friend group. So if we can kind of trust that and say, you know what, I trust my kid's barometer for other kids, like, you know, they seem to do really well. They have good social interactions. So if they're having good social interactions with these other kids, then what's to say that those parents aren't also probably raising a kid with good social skills, meaning they probably also have good social skills, meaning you could have a very real friendship out of that. Yeah. Um, so I yeah. think it's just kind of trusting that your child is going to be able to help you get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and really allowing yourself to be open to those interactions. Yeah. And it sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't like, um, you
0: yeah, I have, I mean, Henry is very friendly with a ton of Ton of kids, and one of them, he is just like Henry. I mean, they both are so enthusiastic about sports, uh, particularly uh, football and soccer and basketball. They're just like, they love it. And, um, and, uh, I, you know, and Katie is somewhat close to, um, his, uh, the friend's mom, and I'm not particularly close to the dad, but, you know, like we gave it a shot, you know, like it's, you know, our kids are just, they play so well together. Um, are we going to be best friends? Like, no, but, we will be friendly, you know? And so it, it, like, like Ben said earlier, it, it's not always going to hit. Um, but uh, you know, it's, it's good to just kind of be in the environment and continue just to put yourself out there. Um, but I think we've kind of tricked, we've, we've kind of touched a, a little bit on this cause I feel like they kind of do go hand in hand, but, um, the importance of self care for dads. Okay. Mm. I want to, this is really important because we lose our sense of self because I feel like our identity really gets wrapped up at our, our, around our kids. Like I'm a dad now, this is it, you know? Uh, And then some guys go, go complete opposite. Like where it's like, no, I I don't care if I have a family or kid now, like my identity is, is who I was. I'm still, I'm still bar hopping. I'm still doing my thing, you know? So, and that's kind of the opposite pendulum, which I, I, I'm not a massive fan of. Uh, but for those who really kind of lean in and really commit to being a family man, you know, um, the, there is the risk of like losing your sense of self. And it's important to maintain, you know, um, just those those rituals for self-care. What for you guys does that look like? And how do you kind of maintain um, some things that are still important to you? for your own mental health? I mean, for me, it comes
1: down to it as cliche as this sounds. I actually go to the barber and get a haircut and a beard trim. And it's like an hour and a half and right. It is truly like when I'm feeling run down. I'm looking rundown, like, and you guys have seen it. Like I've gotten shaggy and it's just like, you need a beard (laughs) trim and a shave, man. Like, and I'll go the next couple days. And it just, it kind of rejuvenates in the sense that it, for me, right, when when I feel like I'm looking good, I'm usually feeling good, right? And if I'm looking shabby, I'm probably feeling shabby. Mm -hmm. And that isn't a direct reflection But it definitely falls into that, like, just taking the time to groom yourself, even if it's just you doing it, really, for whatever reason, restores that that sense of I'm okay, I'm doing all right. The world isn't going to come to an end, right? I don't know. Does that make sense? Like that just taking the time and I don't put gel in my hair, right? This isn't there's there's nothing major going on here. It's just slightly combed when I get out of the shower, right? It's not a huge regimen. I mean, I'm not, I'm not cow licking it up every day. I'm just,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 So no, I get it. I, uh, Ben, what about you, man?
2: Yeah, I think it's, um, I, it's something I struggled with for a while. Um, so, you know, coming out of like right before we had a kid, Um, you know, I was in, I was competing in powerlifting. Um, and so a lot of my, I found out, I realized a lot of my identity got wrapped up in my strength, like my physical ability. So training, you know, at least like two to three hours a day, five days a week, um, you know, eating to get big, eating to get strong, um, constantly thinking about like, Train, recover, train, recover over and over and over again, even though it's, you know, it's not a professional sport. I'm not going to be in the top tier of it. But it's something I really, really enjoyed. I made a bunch of friends doing it that we would all train together. So it was like, a, instead of going to the bar, it was like our source of camaraderie, right? We'd, we'd go and meet up at the gym, we'd train for a couple hours, um, and then do it all again the next day. Well, you know, obviously when you have a kid, that two to three hour block of time that you would go spend training at the gym, like does not exist anymore. Um, and so I really had to shift mentally, um, one to not being able to train as frequently, right? Like I'm not training five days a week. If I can get two days a week in, that's phenomenal. Um, and then the type of training that you do. So not being able to do a couple of hours, I can only do, you know, an hour is like an exceptionally long workout for me now because just, I want to spend time with my kids and my family. Um, so 30 minutes is usually at 30, 40 minutes, unless I can get up early and, you know, do, do a little bit more. Um, So I had to work through a lot of that, like mentally, right? Cause you start to feel like you're losing who you are and, and kind of not regretting like having kids, but just feeling like something's been taken away from you. Um, and so I would focus more on, you know, if I can't develop myself physically the way I want to, then how can I get better, you know, mentally? So can I read more? Can I, um, you know, I started journaling. Um, that was a big help for me. Like when I had just really confusing feelings or didn't know how I felt about something, I found that if I sat down and I wrote about it, that I could get some clarity and reflection to understand what it was that I was, what my mind was trying to tell me, um, rather than being sort of just confused and upset and letting the emotions get the best of me. If I put it down and, and just typed it up in a note then I could basically have a conversation with myself and say, well, why am I thinking about this? Why do I feel this way? What do I think is driving this? And then what can I do to resolve it? Is there a way I can get better at this? Or is this something that's just out of my control and Mm -hmm. I need to sort of accept it and move on? Um, Mm -hmm. So those like getting into like a little bit of, like, it, again, I mean, this is not for everybody, but like a little bit of meditation, some journaling, some reading, um, you know, getting into some kind of self-development podcast. just feel like I was making progress somewhere to me was like my biggest version of self-care because that's my break. That's my time to tune my brain into something that's engaging that I feel like is pushing me forward. And that will, Drive me to be better in other aspects of my life, especially in my goal to be a better dad.
0: I think um, one of the you know one of the best ways that I've heard it put was that like if I if I can't take care of me, then how am I going to be able to take care of of you? Like you know how, it, it, it's 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 yeah. a direct impact on your ability to parent properly, uh, and if you're not taking the right time to uh really help yourself and keep yourself in check by just simple things that you enjoy, right? And it doesn't always have to be, you know, like physical, like the way Ben and I might, you know, do it, cause I I too, you know, find that that peace and solace through just, you know, working out. Pickleball recently has been my new thing. <laughs> um, lifting all that. Uh whether that's gaming, you know, or or just, you know, any of that that that's important stuff to to partake in and it's not wasted time that you are you know sitting in front of a of a pc and doing your thing or you know watching a show or you know that's not wasted time it's not Mm -hmm. time to feel guilty because you're away from your from your kids and you're neglecting your duties as a parent that's not what that is and i think that that's a very common misconception uh what it is is you recharging and refueling for your own sake uh and you need to do that. So, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, you can't pour from an empty glass. Well, and
1: it's a balance, right? I mean, as we talked about with uh, George, yeah, George, last Mm -hmm. time, you have to remember to still be present as a father in your kid's life, in your wife's life, in your partner's life, right? Because as Ben put it, yeah, you might think that three hours of working out is what you need for self-care. But is that what's best for the family? Like, what does it take to recharge your batteries versus what do they need you to sacrifice to be able to do it? Right. It is, it is a balancing act and it's not Mm -hmm. um, like I, unfortunately I have seen friends go into the like gaming spiral where they're playing six, eight hours a day. And it's the, it's the, no, this is, I just need this to relax. And it's like, dude, you, you got a parent, for three more hours five yeah. more hours a day like mm-hmm. play the game put it down after 60 minutes and and go take care of the kid because they're over there screaming like so it is a balancing act does that make sense like yeah it's yeah, it's a I,
2: difference it's between be tipping. Or, yeah it's a difference right. between tipping from like self-care to escapism, right? right so that, right. am I escaping my reality because I'm not dealing with the things in front of me and they're, they're causing right. anxiety, right. they're causing issues, yep. or am I using this as a tool? And again, right. it's, it's about intentionality. Um, so am I intentionally using this as a tool so that I can be better at the things I want to be better at? And the intentionality has to come from your prioritization. So if my priorities are, I need to make sure I'm there for the family, the kids, whatever. I need to make sure I'm setting a good example. Part of that means I need to get myself and give myself the space and develop the mental capacity to be able to handle those situations when things fall apart, right? Because not everything's going to be rosy all the time. Like we all know that your kids are going to scream at you. They're gonna they're gonna lose it. Um, and if you don't if you don't have that extra battery to kind of pull from and say, okay, you know what, I got my workout in today. I'm just chemically more balanced, right? I'm, I'm, it's much easier for me to look at this and go, you know what, maybe they're just tired and hungry and I can handle the situation differently versus now I'm going to snap at them or I'm going to be upset or I'm going to um, say something I don't want to say because I'm drained and I don't have the capacity to deal with that. And you're also setting an example for your kids, right? Like take care of yourself, whether it's physical or, or something else, you, they need to also see that as an example. And that's important for them to understand that they can, you know, take a break, recharge themselves so that they can give more to the world, their family, their hobbies, their profession, whatever it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. you know, it's funny that you mentioned that on that note, because we were I was actually talking about this with a couple of friends of ours, because, you know, we we enjoy working out and and our kids see us in in our home gyms kind of doing our thing. Uh, But we also like want to be careful. And this is a little bit more off topic, but we we also want to be we're cognizant of like not because I have had personally like. Body image issues. I was teased so much just for being, you know, the fat, chubby kid, and all that stuff. So I work out to to, to recharge, but I also work out to really like, you know, maintain. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I want to be healthy, right? right. Um, but when I say h- healthy before, that meant being like six pack abs healthy. Now, when I say healthy, I'm just talking about like I I want my <laughs> like cardiovascular health. I want to like right. be flexible. I want to <laughs> move. You know, like it's just for that. Um, and right. when we, uh, um, you know, uh, a couple of our friends, we were talking about like, when we're working out in front of our kids, are we putting too much emphasis on like, you know, keeping our bodies tone and shape and stuff like that? Cause that was never a thing back then. Now we've got all got like mm-hmm. home gyms. Um, and, cause for me, that's not so much of an issue. Cause I, I was like, Hey, do you know why I work out? And I tell my kids this too, like, do you know why I work out? Um, and then, uh, they said, it makes you stronger. And I say, Where? And they don't point at their bicep they don't point here they point here says it because it makes you stronger here you know um yeah. and for for those who aren't watching uh on the youtube because I, I tend to forget about this uh, for the audio <laughs> podcast they don't point at the, they weren't pointing at their Uh-oh. bicep or their shoulders they're pointing at their head uh uh because it, it's it's a uh, for me like working out as is, is a, is a mental um thing and 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 it right. helps mm-hmm. um helps the brain right uh and that's kind of the way that we we try to spin it for for our kids uh but I, that's just a random thing that we've kind of been cognizant of with our um you know because uh, the uh, a couple friends of ours same thing body image issues but it kind of like they work out so much for for yeah for body image and i think her daughter is starting right. to see that a little bit and kind of you know that
2: yeah uh, some subtle things are being communicated that they don't the want to like it's such a right. challenge to to balance that and and communicate why you're doing it because again i mean we're we were all kids at some point we all have insecurities I mean we see that every day, you know whatever your mm-hmm. insecurities are, you carry that right through and it comes right out in how you parent um yeah. you know you are. And I think as dads, the reason we have these conversations, the reason we do this podcast, the reason Dadverb was created is to start to help break some of those cycles and some of those tropes of what a dad is, is and should be. And so when I have conversations with my son, because he loves to come out to the, you know, the home gym, if I'm doing kettlebells or something, he's got a couple of little, you know, four kilo kettlebells that he'll pick up and do deadlifts with. And he has, he has fun out there. Mm -hmm. But when I tell him why I work out, I'm telling him kind of the similar thing to you, Andrew, where I'm telling him like, I work out when I can, because I want to be there for him as long as I can right? And that's a part of it is like, if I am not actively trying to maintain that longevity, even though I have very little control over it, anything that I can do to keep pushing me towards, you know, maybe I'll be here for 75 years instead of, you know, instead of 70, right? If I can get a couple more years out of it, then that to me is all worth it. If I can play with you know if I'm lucky enough to eventually have grandkids if I can play with my grandkids and not just have them go over and be like oh grandpa can't get up out of his lazy boy because like his knees hurt too much like that's the kind of stuff that I don't want to be and I don't know maybe that comes from coming from like a blue-collar family where like my grandfather worked a very physical job um, I mean well into his like mid-70s he's working like you know 50-60 hours a week. Before, when mm. he retired to work 40 hours a week mm-hmm. um so like but he was always like out doing something or playing with us or doing work in the yard or whatever and like that's the kind of experience i want to have eventually is like still being physically capable as an elderly person mm-hmm. That's fair
1: I um mean, you, i think you made a good point earlier ben and i i remember reading a book uh first time Dad. Um, the stuff you really need to know, right? It was like, okay, she's pregnant. Let's go get the stuff I actually need. Um, I didn't finish it. So didn't have a lot of useful information in the first few chapters. But mm-hmm. one of the things that did tell, it did say was don't use a major life change, a major project, right? This isn't, you're pregnant now is not the time to go start your master's degree. It's not the time to write your novel. It's not the time to start a small business, right? Mm -hmm. And his point was, you need to focus on the pregnancy and your child and this new phase of your life, not try and escape that for something that's more comfortable because you're really good at. Website design, or marketing, or weightlifting, or mountain biking, or right, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Don't mm-hmm. don't go and into the escapism realm. And I, for me, it's very important to maintain that line um, as my kids are getting older, um, and as I'm looking at like how I'm approaching different projects in my life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because again, there's it's a delicate line. I think between that self-care aspect and the escapism into, this is a thing that I can do that gets me out of being a, a parent. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's sad that we have to do that, but that's what I would encourage everybody to do. Like, look at your activities. doesn't mean they're wrong. Doesn't mean they're bad, but ask yourself truly, are you doing this because you're trying to escape being a dad or are you doing it because it's actually refilling your batteries, right? Like mowing the lawn. It sounds stupid, mowing the lawn dude is an hour and a half escape from being I, a parent it's escapism dude it, it, it's escapism it's a escapism. task that needs done it, do, it does and but I it use has it as an miscue. end point right <laughs> but but it's not an unlimited task right because at some point right. the yard is mowed it's weed whacked it's blown away the, like yeah at some point you're done and you can go back inside yeah exactly. so i know that about myself but I'm not volunteering to mow the entire block either because I know that I have to go back inside and
0: parent my kid. Right. Um, anyway,
1: just a weird piece. Yeah,
0: That's actually a a funny topic that it's it's true. Uh, Yard work can be a form of escapism. It's like, but we can't be fined by our HOA. So I has to be done, (laughs) babe. So no, but there um, you go. Well, I think, uh, I think we really did uh, chat about, um, I, a good breadth of stuff right there um but i think we can put that to rest if you guys do have any sort of comments that you'd like to add please let us know in the comment section of the youtube video or you can always just shoot us an email at hello at dadverb.com uh if you really want to kind of add a little bit more or just reach out to us on discord as well join join the Um,
1: conversation on discord
0: yeah man that's uh that's always a thing but speaking of Let's go ahead and and pop into one of the questions that came in from David from New York City, my home baby. Uh, we're in the process of uh, switching. and This this question came in today, actually. So uh, we're in the process of switching from pre-mixed bottled formula to powdered, uh, and we are confused on how to measure it before we pour six ounces of the pre-mixed and record it as six ounce feeding. Now with powdered, we have six ounces of water and then adding the powder uh, and, and mixing, we're left with seven ounces. This is a seven ounce feeding, six ounce is six ounces of pre-mix, really only like five ounces of water. How are we supposed to measure and record this? Uh... <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: this is such a funny. Uh, I, I'm this not, is, I'm this not, is a very. Here's the bougie answer. Wow. I got the bougie so answer. New yeah, this dad. Is very, yeah, this is a very. Yeah, this is a very new dad question yeah. because we yeah.
2: all stood there and had this conversation with ourselves.
1: Well, <laughs> Buy the baby well, how brother. How can I
2: measure things wrong?
1: You buy it's the baby present, so you set the formula,
0: it pours it for you, you don't worry about it ever again. There's that, there's that, <laughs> That's but the... also, I, thi- I, I think yeah. it's, if it's six ounces of liquid, it's six, it's a six ounce feeding to me, but also <laughs> at the same time, it's like, I don't know, I feel like we have such a, you know, uh, we, we've been around the block, all of us, and I think it's safe to say that it's kind of like, uh, you're good, man. Don't even worry about it. Like the baby will Does eat it. what they'll eat. As yeah. long as they're growing on their curves, like it doesn't matter. And it's yeah. funny the whole like, how do we record this? I'm like, I forget baby one, we recorded everything. Baby two and three were just like Oh man, we just we just forgot. Yeah. <laughs> just it's <laughs> it
1: says on the side of the formula bottle how many scoops per ounces of water. And as long as you're getting close to that ratio, it doesn't matter if it's six, seven, or eight on the line on the bottle because Mm -hmm. your kid's getting enough nutrients what you can't do is put in a half a scoop and twice as much water as it says for a half a scoop Mm -hmm. because then you're diluting your formula and your kid is not getting enough nutrients right Mm -hmm. and the way i've always judged it when i'm on the road or we're just using a stick is does it look like the milk in my fridge if it if it's opaque and it's got the same consistency, I'm fine. There are times mm-hmm. when I've over-watered it, and it's gotten to that translucent where I can, like, see my hand on the other side of the bottle, and I'm like, all right, I need more, <laughs> I need more powder at this moment. I did not put enough in, or I dumped too much of the water bottle into the baby bottle. Like, oh, but man. trust your gut. They're going to be fine.
2: Yeah, it, right. It, it, I mean, it doesn't, like... Like for us, we, and this is just our practice in our house, um, just after talking to our pediatrician, the way we measure ours, we measure our liquid first. So Mm -hmm. do your, you know, if I'm making a quote, six ounce bottle, I'm measuring six ounces of liquid because as Andrew said, that's the important part with the ratio of scoops of powdered formula to liquid. So put your liquid in first scoop in your powder, you know, for us, we use Bobby formula. So it's like two scoops for six ounces. Um, And then I count that as a six ounce bottle, right? It's six ounces of liquid. It's not, it's not vastly off from that. It might show six and a half with the bubbles or whatnot. But, you know, I think by the time you get to the second kid, like where we are now, you learn not to sweat, stuff like that. Um, stuff where you're half an ounce off a quarter ounce off. We did the same thing as, as, uh, as, as you, Andrew, like we measured everything. We have the, the hatch grow, like changing table where we would measure feedings because it was accurate enough. So we knew exactly how much our son was getting pretty much at all times. Yeah. Um, with the second one, we're like, man, we kept one alive for two and a half, three years and he's perfectly <laughs> fine. And like, yeah. he used to eat stuff off the floor and like yeah. now our daughter does the same thing like she'll randomly grab stuff off the floor and you got to fish it out of her mouth yeah you're like uh yeah she's probably fine it's okay
0: i feel like my reviews on youtube have slowly like declined simply because like th- th- i was in such new dad mode and i was so just into every minute detail about every little thing and then as time went on i'm just like ah just get whatever it's fine that's <laughs> <laughs> basically what
1: happened
0: but, but luckily i'm doing a review of a baby monitor right now and i feel like for the first time in, in a few months i'm kind of like damn i went all in on like trying to really nitpick at every little detail to make nice. sure that you're buying the right monitor but uh, I, no, I, mean, I mean i david uh hopefully this helped answer your question let me throw you a different curveball david
1: say you put six ounces of water in you put the proper scoops in and then your kid only drinks half of whatever that measurement was. Which is a lot. How of much the time. did they actually consume <laughs> right. versus how much you put in the bottle? Because let's be clear, they don't always finish the bottle. they the bottle. Never no. the and bottom, this man. whole thing is a giant guess as to how much they're actually mm-hmm. consuming. Can I ask? I,
0: personally think I've dumped more formula down the drain Bro. than I
1: have put into the baby just
0: like, the, uh, the amount of how many hundreds of dollars of formula have we just like dumped so much oh so, so much, much. oh my Yo, god i I'm, I'm ben I'm curious I'm, I'm I think you've dumped a little bit more because you're using the bougie bobby stuff tell me <laughs> yeah. tell me I'm just curious uh that's we've we only ever use like simulac a little bit of Infamil. Mm-hmm. how's the bobby thing
2: uh so our we didn't use it with our son because I, I don't think it existed yet. Um, our daughter has done really, really well on it. Uh, we've had some questions for like their customer service has been fantastic. If we've reached out with any sort of questions, suggestions, you know, help us understand X, Y, or Z. Um, but it is it's expensive. Um, yeah. I mean, I think our latest order is for four canisters of it are, is a hundred dollars. So it's about $25 a canister, which means how long is that lasting? Pro- uh, maybe a week per canister, probably a lot Whoa. less. Yeah. hundred bucks. I mean, that's so, just what it is. That is yeah. what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's, but, it's I mean, funny My to- son was also on another, uh, on, um, oh, gosh, I can't remember. Ha- not happy baby. It's a, uh they carry in target it's like one of the i think it's called the happy baby organics or something like that mm-hmm. uh, but it was another like kind of you know sensitive organic uh, yeah. baby formula that one worked really really well but it was right around the same price like 25 to 30 dollars so you know it's about about the same I'm, it's expensive though
0: it is it is well wow. i i am happy to say that we are um i think we're done with the uh that 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 phase uh but uh, on the bougie kind of like baby stuff. You know, we only ever really use you know Pampers Huggies diapers, but I gotta say, Cottery is a uh, is a kind of a newer, nicer like brand mm-hmm. of diaper. I thought it was just you know they're all the same. It's just a frou frou diaper. This is a really nice diaper. Have you guys tried Cottery on your babies? We did. We're Huggies. Huggies all yeah. the way. I gotta say, yeah. give Cottery a shot, man. I'm I pretty nice. They're, they're good. Super I'll go nice. But...
1: Buy a pack, but uh, I'm There's a Huggies. Gerber, Infamil, Similac, like, and I think we talked about this at some point, right? My kid drinks whatever formula I put in the bottle. And a lot of times it's just a mixture. Like, look, this is not recommended. Your pediatrician will never say mix all the formula. Okay. But, (laughs) oh yeah,
0: you did this. Yeah. (laughs) We
1: did a, we did a test with each kid where we fed one for a week to see if there was any reactions and there weren't. So we just went with, forget it, buy them, throw them, mix them up. And she drinks them all. They Both do, and hey, I cannot imagine spending a hundred bucks a week on formula. Like, we're spending, I bet you, I spend three hundred dollars a month on formula easily. Three, maybe not that. I mean, it's it's 50 bucks a container, I buy them every couple of weeks. Doesn't it- mm. Yeah, but I but I always buy three, like I buy one of each every time. So really? we always have m- a month of formula, basically.
0: Oh, um, we we went the Costco route and bought black, oh. and it was like fifty bucks a canister, and that would like last us I don't know like a couple of weeks. So we were probably paying somewhere <gasps> like hundred bucks a month. It was, I, I think wow, we were, we're, I, we're I think actually probably comparative
2: to that. We're, we're so it's twenty five dollars per canister. We probably go because we only have one on formula, mm-hmm. so we probably go through a canister. A canister every like five to seven days, I would say, yeah. like a full can. Yeah. Um, So wow. you know it's probably a hundred to a hundred and fifty dollars a month, somewhere yeah. in there. I feel um, like we, we found. But yeah, single. so I will say with the coterie diapers though, we tried those. We actually didn't like them. Why? So we liked they. We had all kinds of like blowout issues. We did like a oh, sample really? pack, and we yeah, they did not work for our daughter. Um, oh, the ones we did you? find that work really well that are kind of a good middle ground, but are surprisingly cheaper uh-huh. are the the Million Moon diapers at Target. Oh, I haven't tried those. Um, so we've always done like Huggies, but mm-hmm. the Million Moon ones work really well for her and they're um, surprisingly soft. They're not super expensive, but they feel much more premium than like the Huggies and Pampers and all that stuff. But yeah, uh-huh. it seems like a good middle ground between like Coterie and then like Huggies. Yo,
0: Ben, uh I think soon uh on the soon. Dadverb channel, that should be one of our videos. We break down Huggies, Pampers, Cottery, Hello Bello, uh the one you just mentioned. Yeah. Let's just just break yeah. them all down. Um, but anyway cut, cut them all open, yeah, pour in I, samples I, of I'm liquid into them. that. I don't know <laughs> what how what will quantify as like a good diaper longevity test, blowout test, but we'll we'll figure something out. I think it'd be a great video. Uh but let's um Let's land the plane here. Let's wrap things up uh with our five-star review. Um and guys, leave us some comments on YouTube. We'll read them. We'll read them. Uh at then 00B warrior. Uh I'm glad this podcast is back. I love this. Uh you're very welcome. We're glad it's back too. Uh hopefully we've been uh delivering on our promise to stay a little bit more consistent. Yes, we are back. We're on it and we hope to uh, we hope to keep uh turning out more content for you guys uh to to just con- continue to build on this community of dads um thank you for tuning in to this episode of the dad Bird podcast uh big thanks to our sponsors no one still we're still on that no one train guys so uh no sponsors it's all it's all self produced here <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> thank you for, for listening. Uh, and, and, um, uh, thanks to, to Andrew and Ben for, for, joining as usual. If you haven't already, uh, you definitely want to check out the DadVerb discord community. Uh, you can uh, check out the link in the description of the video or the show notes, uh, wherever you get your podcast. uh, and for you new and expectant dads out there. Uh, you can check out dadverb.com. We've got uh, courses from pregnancy all the way up through the first year of fatherhood. It's a great resource. Uh, Just packed full of information and interviews and guides and PDFs uh, to help guide you through, again, the first year of fatherhood. Again, I already said thank you to you guys, but Andrew, Ben, it's always just great being able to catch up to you. This is our escapism, right? (laughs) Ditching our responsibilities. There are responsibilities. It's late at night, isn't it? Uh uh and my kids uh, are in bed by now way to bring the podcast (laughs) around
2: ditching my responsibility to go to sleep
0: (laughs) right right right. we're all tired here uh i'm andrew thank you for listening and uh remember to show your support by uh liking subscribing uh on youtube and remember to hit that bell icon to turn on notifications so you can be aware of any time we have uh, a new video for you guys. Until next time, keep dadding like a pro. Happy dadding, everybody. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace.